Hello, I'm Rachel Lyman, and we want to welcome you to Interfaith Connection, a Spiritual Life Center monthly podcast dedicated to the interfaith exploration of faith traditions that promote love. Our study will allow us to build bridges of understanding, acceptance, love, and peace. My partner in so many ways on this journey is Rev. Dave Lyman, Senior Minister for the Interfaith Explorers. He's an ordained interfaith minister and my beloved husband. This year, we will be on a grand adventure of exploring interfaith, and we're so excited that you have joined us. So buckle up and get ready for our 2021 adventure with today's podcast. Interfaith continues to grow in the Sacramento region. In our podcast today, I'm honored to be speaking with Akram Cavell to learn of his role in interfaith work, not only in the Sacramento region, but the visions he is helping to birth in the diverse interfaith Elk Grove community to the South. So welcome, Akram. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you, Rachel. I'm honored. We're honored to have you as well. So Akram, I know you from a distance and, and many people might know you from a distance, but can, would you like to share how you got to Sacramento and, and, uh, and a little bit about your background? Uh, sure. So uh, just a brief bio about myself. Um, my name is Akram Kevel. And I'm currently serving on the Interfaith Council of Sacramento as a board member. I'm also on the Habitat for Humanity uh, board as a faith committee chair. And recently, along with the, some faith community, community members and uh, faith leaders, we have founded uh, Interfaith Council of El Gro, where I'm currently serving as the vice president. Uh, my wife and I moved to Sacramento in 1995, and that's where we raised our one son and one daughter. Um, after moving here, I went back to school, raised, uh, got, my, got my bachelor's degree in Sacramento while working full-time and supporting my family. Uh, definitely were challenging times, but with the support of my wife and family members, I was able to finish that and uh, get my degree. Um, so about, I would say in about 2013, I was asked by the local mosque to uh, I was invited to see if I was interested in becoming a board member. And this was a newly established uh, mosque in El Grove called MCYC. And what does that stand for? Muslim Community Youth Center. Okay. And uh, so I, uh, I, I got on board where I served as social activities director for two years. And then in 2015, I decided to step down. And uh, that's when uh, 
some of my friends, Drea Said. <laughs> you all know her. Yes, we do. I had the, the honor of interviewing her as well. She kind of, uh, when she found out that I was going to step down from the mosque uh, position, she uh, contacted John Fish and she goes, I have the perfect candidate for the Interfaith Council of Sacramento to represent the Muslim community. So John Fish, who is the past president of Interfaith Council, uh, contacted me. We met each other in Elk Grove. And uh, one thing led to another, right? One thing led to another. And uh, I joined the board. Since 2015, I've been on the Interfaith Council of Sacramento, representing the Muslim, uh, Muslim community in larger Sacramento area. So what are, what are some of the... Uh... Uh, programs and uh, activities uh, you've been involved in since then on that board and uh, also talk about uh, what you're doing currently with the Sacramento Interfaith. So uh, with these, my, I have, uh, let's see, we used to have this uh, um, event at Salam Center um, in December, where we used to bring all the faiths together and have uh, if, uh, an event where we would remember everything that has happened over the year. And this was held at Salam Center. And uh, I helped organize that event. Um, we've had, uh, I also have assisted in the power of one and uh, interfaith the iftars at salam uh, let's see and then the, of course the visits to the mosque for those from different uh, different faiths who have never visited a mosque before so i would take them on a tour so we i've taken groups over there in previous years and dr irfan hawk yeah, uh, was involved in uh, greeting uh, groups coming to the Salam Center. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you you kind of <clears throat> took that over. <clears throat> but we worked together. So if I were to bring, uh, you, when COVID clears and we can yeah. meet, yeah, uh, would you still be involved oh, in yeah. that? And oh, would yes. you be my contact person? Of course, of oh, course. Good. Of course. <laughs> That's Anytime. good to know. <laughs> and not only Salam, any mosque you want to go to. I would be happy to take you there. Any mosque in Sacramento. Oh, wonderful. And we have about 20 mosques. Now see that, I, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's wonderful. And um, um, many, many years ago, I did uh, every month take a call up a mosque or somewhere and uh, organize a group to uh, visit. And so I'm hoping to be able to do that again one day. You're right. Because right. it's so meaningful. People who've never met a mosque. We had, um, I remember Dave and I were there at the Salam Center with a group. And one of the people in our group later told us I'd never met a Muslim ever. And it made a huge difference in their um, honoring of the Muslims, the Muslims, I guess it is. And um, 
So it, it's really an, an important, for me, I love hands-on things. Anyway. Of course, of course. And once <laughs> and, when they get to meet us, uh, it, it changes the whole perspective of the thinking. It does. I wanted to ask you uh, about your mosque in Elk Grove. Now, are you, I visited there uh, with a group and you had your mom speak one evening. Uh, that was several years ago. Are you still in that same location? Yes, we are. You yes, are. we are. Okay. But I'm not in, as much involved at mosque anymore because I've got my hands full with three organizations I'm involved with. <laughs> <laughs> I I know those are those are big guns organizations too. So I, yes. I understand that fully. So so um, well, that's great to know. I'm 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 uh, that you're sort of a representative of for the Interfaith Council in a sense of uh, people visiting the mosques in the area. I think that's mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. to know. Uh, right. I, I and, and still the mosque, if they need to reach out to me and they need to have an event for Interfaith Council or an event for non-Muslims, they always contact me and then I kind of arrange that um, for them. Well, that's wonderful. And I'd certainly like to be on the list when they do, when the different mosques do have something where uh, the public is invited. Right. Because right. I will certainly, uh, even if it's a Zoom uh, a virtual event, I, I will certainly send a notice out to people because people are interested in uh, participating uh, any way they can right now. So mm -hmm. definitely. Wonderful. So uh, you mentioned uh, you're on the board of Habitat for Humanity. Right. Um, and uh, there was in recent years a Habitat and Unity Build concert as a fundraiser. And I know my husband and I were there um, and one of our congregants played some music for that. Can you talk about that and, and what uh, what's going on with the Habitat and Unity uh, Build right now? Sure. Um so in 2016, um, as we all know, the election was not very favorable for Muslims. So when the Muslim ban came across and uh, everything started falling apart for the Muslim community, <clears throat> Habitat for Humanity so, uh, decided that we need to show that all faiths can come together and make a, and make a huge impact in our community. So uh, a committee was, a Built for Unity committee was formed. And this was, I don't know if you know, Jeff Wonkar from uh, News and Review. Oh, absolutely, we know him. Yeah. Yes, so he's, the, <laughs> who's, he's the, actually the, the brains and the power behind mm -hmm. this, uh, this project. So he invited a bunch of us at, at uh, his office and, we started this uh, Built for Unity uh, project and uh, we started raising funds, uh, not through corporation, but through mosques and churches and synagogues and temples. And we approached the faith-based communities in Sacramento. And uh, we raised enough funds. We built two houses. And in 2017, I believe, uh, when the project was completed, <clears throat> we handed uh, two houses to two deserving families. And the opening, this was the 
the best part was we did this that when we handed the keys to the owners, it was in Ramadan, and we uh, we set up the whole parking area where we broke fast over there, prayed over there, oh. had our dinner over there, and we handed the keys to them. Oh, wonderful. And uh, this was in the 2017 uh, Ramadan. And uh, was, was it a Muslim family that uh, no, received that? that it was, was not. That? Okay. It was not. But, but that, that's that, wonderful. And everybody... That was our just... thing. That was our thing. That doesn't matter what faith the mm-hmm. families are. They just had to be deserving family. It doesn't matter who the families are. That's true. So, and I, I love... And there was a, a community iftar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we have actually been invited and persisted participated there we go in uh, the community iftars in the, at salam right so that's pretty nice i hope uh, we can do that next year uh that would be lovely uh, and the, so, the, the people i've taken the groups i've taken over to the salam also they have a, a beautiful tour and dr hawk used to give a uh you know, a brief version of the seven pillars and mm-hmm. so forth. And uh, it was, and, and people got to go into the mosque and uh, it was just a, uh, a beautiful experience. Right, right. And every uh, time I've gone, I've gone many times, but every time I go, I learn something new each time. <laughs> so it's, it's that's nice. nice. So uh, what is the status now of, because of COVID and everything, I'm sure it, you know, kind of put a halt to a lot of things. So what is, what is the future of uh, Habitat Unity Build look like? Actually, right now, uh, Habitat for Humanity is building 13 houses in uh, South Sacramento. And uh, it's uh, called the Mandolin Estate. And there were two houses that were just completed and two families were given houses on Saturday, September 11th. And uh, the Build for Unity project is going to be in February. And we're going to have a week-long Build for Unity project where we're going to have volunteers come over and uh, uh, build the houses, and this is going to be in February. So hopefully by March or April, we're going to finish that project and hand it over to the families. And out of the 13 houses, two of them are going to be under the Build for Unity uh, umbrella. Now, I know that um, I'm my uh, home church is Spiritual Life Center, which is a unity church. And, and over the years, we have uh, participated as volunteers in Habitat for Humanity Builds. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what the status is because of COVID and we've had a lot of change in uh, uh, congregation uh, people uh, because of COVID has impacted people quite a bit. So um, is, do you have enough volunteers or do, do, we, do you send out a notice to all of the churches or is that just going to, I mean, do you have enough volunteers that you don't send it out yeah, to the whole I mean- world or? We do have volunteers, but right now, because of COVID, they're being very uh, precautious. Right. Just to make 
where we have not too many people at the same time or, you know, so there are some guidelines and protocols in place. But uh, if you want, I can definitely put you on the mailing list. Uh, please do, because I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. Right. And there may be people who would want to volunteer now. Would you make sure you give me a contact if someone is interested in volunteering uh, where they can uh, put their name in? You know? Right, right, right. So that would be great because okay. I, I really have lost track of uh, what uh, Spiritual Life Center is doing. But I definitely have um, almost 80 people now on my mailing list oh, wow. uh, for the, my newsletter. And, uh, of course, that snowballs. People learn about something. They tell their friends. And, you know, so the more, more hands-on, the better. Um, I have a funny story. I actually participated in a, a, a um, Habitat for Humanity build many, many years ago when I first came to Spiritual Life Center. And uh, they finally said uh, they almost took my hammer away <laughs> because uh, I was nailing him. You were that good. Putting nails in the sheetrock, and they went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and people had to go behind us and redo it almost. But, you know, the, the intention and the heart is good, but <laughs> not yeah. necessarily the skill level. So anyway but uh, that's wonderful so is there anything else you'd like to talk about regarding habitat and the unity build do you have any uh hope for a another gathering uh like yes. a concert uh, we, uh, yeah we are uh, we're thinking that in, in in february and if the weather allows and if everything falls in place we're going we'll probably have an outdoor concert oh uh, okay uh, but we're still working on it to see uh, how that goes. So uh, we'll definitely keep you informed. We'll keep you updated. And I'll put you in the mailing list, Rachel. Please do. And in February, Dave and I got married in February. And it was a beautiful day, almost 70 degrees. So Sacramento <laughs> can be uh, really a beautiful February day or not, you know. It all depends. So, hoping for the for good weather for that. Yes, and please let me know because I, I'm i a, a disseminator of information. And, um, you know, if people are interested in uh, coming to an event or donating or whatever, Hey, if you if you like, uh, why don't you join my committee at Habitat for Humanity? <laughs> <laughs> you well, are there, <laughs> um, or anybody me, who's listening thank to this. Thank you. I, I appreciate or, that. Let me think about it because uh, right now we're doing a monthly newsletter, a monthly podcast, and we're this uh, this Wednesday we're doing a, an in-house program at Spiritual Life Center. It's our part two of Rituals of Light. And um, and so that's kept me pretty busy. So. so, But anybody who's listening to this podcast, if anybody wants to join the faith committee, you're welcome. Yes. Uh, so how if they wanted to join, uh, can you on this podcast give your, your contact information? Yes. Would you like to yeah. do that? Just go ahead and speak it then. So it's my email address is a k u k e v as in Victor a l at gmail.com. 
I'll repeat that. A is an alpha, K is in kilo, U is an umbrella, K is in kilo, E is an Edward, B is in Victor, A is an alpha, L is in Larry, at gmail.com. Okay, so that's that's keeping you pretty busy <laughs> between that <laughs> and the Interfaith Council of Sacramento. Now... You live in Elk Grove, is that correct? Yeah, it is correct. I've okay. been here for almost 18, 19 years. There you go. And and your mosque is there. So uh, I want you to tell us all about your, um, your wonderful new vision of the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove and how you helped to birth that. So back in 2019, I was at a church event in Rockland with John Fish and uh, some of my friends from Elk Grove were there too, some of them whom I knew. And after the event, we just started talking and uh, I said, you know, I had this great vision about Interfaith Council in Elk Grove. And their eyes just opened up and they were like, what? I said, yeah, we can do it. It's one of the most diverse city in, in the United States. We have everybody from every faith in El Grove, but we don't have any organization that connects us as far as the faith-based uh, community. So I started emailing each other. We started talking, calling. And then uh, we met at the local church um, here in El Grove. I'm sure everybody knows uh, Dexter McManoma. Well, the probably not everybody, but he's a he's a Presbyterian minister. Is that correct? Yes, Presbyterian. And many, many years ago, he was the president of the uh, Interfaith, Interfaith, Interfaith Service Bureau, which. Uh, was the organization prior to the change of name to the Interfaith right. Council of Greater Sacramento. Right, so we met at his church and I invited uh, um, faith leaders, friends, community members. And now we have about 10 or 11 board members. Mm -hmm. And in uh, November 1st, 2019 is when we started Interfaith Council of El Grove. So since then, because of COVID, everything's been kind of taking this back burner, but we're still moving um, forward. Uh, we just got our EIN number from the IRS, and uh, now we're looking for uh, some seed money to get our organization up and running. So if anybody wants to contribute, we are available to, to take donations. However, <laughs> uh, so our main mission, the reason we started this El Grove uh, Interfaith Council is not just become an organization that we talk about our religion to each other, but kind of help. We wanted to give back to the community. And so we chose two organizations in Elk Grove. One is the Elk Grove Food Bank. <clears throat> and the second was called the Chicks in Crisis. And uh, we 
help them, support them, and uh, kind of uh, advertise and advocate for them to our local churches, mosques, and try to find donations from the, for them, supplies, or whatever they need. But as far as, and this is done through the faith-based community. So um, I understand when I talked to you earlier that you're still in the process of developing a website. Yeah, yeah. And a newsletter. And a newsletter. And, uh, but we maybe do have... a yearly fundraising event or whatever. Yes, that is correct. But right now we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And uh, if you and the Facebook page, it's uh, Sacra uh, Interfaith Council of uh, El Grove. And that's how if people go to Facebook, they type in Interfaith Council of Elk Grove. Yeah. They can see your Facebook. Right. Exactly. So that's the, whatever you're doing is advertised on that mm -hmm. Facebook. Right. And also donations uh, for the Elk Grove Food Bank. Uh, is there a, a place or information on how they can people can donate to that? You can go to the Elk Grove Food Bank website and donate directly. Uh, directly to them? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that those are uh, very commendable. And I, you sent me a, a um, information sheet on the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove, and I'd like to just read your mission statement. Okay. The, mis the mission of Interfaith Council of Elk Grove is, as people of faith, to respect our differences and celebrate our diversity, to serve our community and to work together to build a just and a caring society. So that's a beautiful mission statement. Thank you. It took us a long time to come up with something that would uh, reflect our thoughts, our ideas, and our goals. That's and right, our... and it's well thought out. And you have uh, how many board members right now? Uh, um, 10. 10 board members. If somebody's interested in looking at that and maybe be, do you, are you still looking for board members? Yes, yes, definitely. So uh, they, and on your Facebook page, is there, uh, you can oh, they message. can email you if they're interested, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, let's see. And, and then once you get your website, uh, you make sure you let me know because uh, what I plan to do is, in my newsletter, which is uh, our organization, Dave and I had that, Interfaith Explorers, we're going to put, right now I'm putting the Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento link every month in my newsletter. And I will put your link every month in my newsletter as well. We will appreciate it. Grove isn't that far away. It's <laughs> like not. 30, 20 minutes maybe, right. depending on traffic. Um, and so if you have events down there, people would love to participate, you know, so um, that's good. Now, you had a second organization that you talked to me about earlier, Chicks in Crisis. Uh, are you uh, with your um, Interfaith Council of Elk Grove? Can you talk more about that particular organization? Yeah, same thing. Uh, we are trying to... Uh find a ways to help them support and advertise and advocate for them. And uh, as faith-based community, we have uh, a couple of times we've visited them, 
to see what the needs are. And uh, actually, uh, what I've done personally is uh, uh, Habitat for Humanity has a restore store where people donate things to them. And once in a while, they come across diapers or baby formula or hy uh, hygiene stuff. So they gave it to me and I personally have taken them to the chicks in crisis. So they are very grateful for receiving diapers. And they go through about 6,000 diapers a month. Well, so these are, are these are single moms, is it? Yeah. That are, are they connected with the social services? Somehow? Right, but the, the chicks in crisis is trying to uh, <clears throat> not just uh, uh, let them feel that they are a burden on society, but let them empower them and go back to school, mm -hmm. stand on your own feet and face the world and become a better person, not just be a, you know, a recipient of uh, welfare, but kind of, so they try to reform those, uh, uh, the single moms who can finally be, stand up on their own two feet. Right. So rather than give them a fish, they're giving them a fishing pole and teaching them how to fish. There exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's, is. do they have a website too, the Chicks and yeah. Crisis? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, tell me, uh, the Elk Grove, uh, uh, your interfaith council, uh, one of the things that I found that you're doing, in fact, I was a, a guest uh, person on your uh, you have a Friday monthly devotional. Right. Uh, and I was actually on that, uh, not this uh, la last month, I think it was. So um, I get those flyers and I send those out too to mm -hmm. my group. So, and then they're always looking for someone, <clears throat> excuse me, from the different faith traditions yeah. to uh, participate. And there's exactly. always a theme. Right. Know, and it's you have what five minutes or whatever to give an oh, yeah. inspirational reading or prayers, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that's a the, wonderful uh, program. Yeah, and the way we started is because when COVID hit, we wanted to take a moment and pray for our frontline uh, uh, workers, like the nurses and the doctors, and they were working so hard. Uh, and uh, so we wanted to take a moment once a month at least give about an hour of our time to pray for them and thank God for what they're doing to save lives. And after that, we just kind of, uh, we have two or three wonderful ladies from the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove that uh, they work on the team. And now we just kind of share our prayers once a month. So it's pretty nice. It's really that is nice, and and it's really nice too. What I found during COVID, the COVID time is that uh, many organizations, I think the Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento also has uh, provided uh, prayer programs like that, and other mm -hmm. um, bringing faiths together. And right. I, I right. find it very uh, inspirational and fascinating because I'll hear something that I've never heard before. 
and it, it inspires me and, and brings me peace and so that's great. So um, so is there anything else on the <clears throat> Interfaith excuse me Council of Greater Sacramento or the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove that you'd care to talk about or uh, give information about this evening? Um, I think I've covered pretty much everything. Um, like Interfaith Council of Sacramento, as you all are aware or not aware, it's been around for since 1911. So it's a pretty old organization. <laughs> and uh, so it has definitely come a long way where they've included various faiths. And one of the best part of being on the board is, you know, we get to learn so much from each other. And I'm passionate about it because I get to visit other places of worship, talk to other people, and uh, uh, participate in their religious festivals, and they get to participate in ours. So it's a wonderful thing. It's a great interaction between faiths. And uh, that's what I loved about the Interfaith Council of Sacramento, and that's what I wanted in El Grove. And it sounds like you're building that. It's, it's, well, eventually we'll get there, but it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you know, it, it takes time to build an organization too. So, mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to um, ask you uh, if you have a message or uh, philosophy of render faith or anything you'd just like to say to people because right. this podcast will be aired. And once it's aired, it's there uh, on Podbean and uh, also on Spiritual Life Center's website. Uh, and people all over the world can listen to it. So um, we're going to title it Interfaith in Elk Grove. And uh, so people will go, well, where's Elk Grove? What's that? Um, I guess before I ask you to do a closing remarks, can you tell me more about, you said Elk Grove is very diverse. I didn't realize how diverse it is. I, if I'm not mistaken, at one point, it was the most diverse city in the United States. And I think it was the seventh most diverse. If Maybe I could be wrong, but that's what it was. But now uh, in Elk Grove, our mayor is Indian. She's from a Sikh community. And the, the mayor before that was from a Hmong community. Uh, so we have, uh, in Elk Grove, we have two mosques, uh, all kinds of churches, uh, gurdwaras. Um, we have a, we actually have a multi, what they what they call the nowadays they call it the uh, diversity and inclusion commission, which is run by the city of Elk Grove. And once a year they put down, they put up an event called multicultural event in uh, at the Elk Grove Park, where we all, all kinds of uh, cultures and, uh, and traditions are displayed dances, songs, food, everything from very different countries are uh, displayed and, and people can come and enjoy that. 
Well, whatever you do down there from now on, you better make sure I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I'd be glad to advertise anything going on down there. And, and sure. And um, if people want to donate to the uh, Elk Grove Interfaith Council of Greater Sacramento, they they can uh, find oh, please out contact how to me. do the, Pardon? Contact me. <laughs> contact you. Well, we can send you money and go on a nice trip, right? No, <laughs> no. No, I'm sure not. So anyway, so I'll go back to, because we're almost uh, finishing our time here a little bit. We have a little bit more time. But if there's a, a message from you personally that you'd like to speak I do. to people out there. I'd like to uh, close with this remark. Uh, my thoughts on interfaith is that humans are afraid of what they don't know. Fear makes humans dislike each other and it is our job to educate others of our religion. Our religion, culture, and traditions are to be shared and educate them, educate others about them. Once others find out that we have more in common than they ever imagined. We share the same values and we all believe in one God. We just call it by a different name. Oh, that's beautiful. And um, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. <laughs> Thank you. Um, in my own experience too, is just, just going out to meet people. Right. Uh, and, and, and realizing everybody's really pretty much the same, you know. <laughs> exactly. And the reason I got involved in interfaith is because when I was growing up, uh, we actually uh, we had a, a connection with every faith community in the, back home. So we kind of went to churches and temples, and we kind of celebrated each other's festivals and. We all had this interfaith, but we just didn't know what we, to call it. We didn't call it interfaith. We just called it uh, part of life. Now, when this you said what back home, what, where, where, I was where? born and raised in Ethiopia. So this was in Ethiopia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we just gathering together, huh? Right. And we, that uh, Ethiopia has a very strong Orthodox uh, religion. And uh, when I was growing up, I didn't know if this was interfaith, but it was just, it was part of life, you know. When Christmas came, we just celebrated. If it was Eid, we celebrated. If it was, you know, Diwali, we celebrated. It doesn't matter. Well, that's when I came to, when, when I came to this country, I found out, oh, that's called interfaith. <laughs> so it was in your genes, your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Akram, I, I, it was such a pleasure to have you here today, and I want to thank you so much for oh, being with you. us today. Uh, it's an inspiration to hear of the interfaith connections that you're making down there in Elk Grove and um, in our diverse world, working together to help one another and solve common challenges is crucial. Oh, yes, definitely. And, uh, so we thank you for the efforts you're making down there and the Elk we uh, will give a cheer for the Elk Grove Council of uh, uh, 
Interfaith Council of Elk Grove and know that they'll be expanding and uh, reaching out to many uh, wonderful areas down there. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. So next month, uh, we'll be talking with another prominent spiritual leader in our Sacramento community. So stay tuned and thank you so much for listening and namaste. Thank you for joining us today to experience and explore a deeper understanding of our interfaith look at the world. Our next podcast will be available the last Friday of the month, but we want to hear from you. So send us your comments, questions, and suggestions to interfaith at slcworld.org. That's interfaith at slcworld.org. Because we want to know about your interfaith art. So let us all remember as we go on our different paths that Gandhi said, a peaceful exploration of all faiths is our sacred duty.